Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Humans Podcast. This is uh, HR and Happy Valley, and we're happy to have you guys with us today. Uh, today, we're going to be diving into some cool different topics in the human resource management world. Um, and we kind of have everybody from uh, from a couple different sectors of the hospitality management um, the hospitality management sector here with us today. We've got myself, uh, Jake Aaron. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm a professional golf management student here um, at Penn State. Uh, I'm from Harrisburg, PA, which is not too far away. Uh, and I'm a senior. Um, but in my free time, I like spending, uh, I like playing golf uh, and spending time at the golf course, uh, like some of my other colleagues here. That's kind of where I have my feet in the um, hospitality management door is through the through the golf industry it's been really fun working at some nice courses over the last couple of years and uh learning some of the ins and outs of the industry that way um i'll go ahead and introduce some of my other colleagues here jack uh if you want to get us started yeah so my name's jack i'm also in the pgm program as jake is i'm a senior and i'm from newark delaware i've been working in the golf industry since i was about 15 so i think i've got pretty good handle on how the hospitality industry works and I think me and my fellow podcasters here are going to have some really interesting thoughts on on some issues around this type of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. And yeah, it'd be fun to get into. Good, everyone doing good. Into it with you, Jack. Yeah. Um, Brett, why don't we hear from you if you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Real quick. So, my name is Brett Buechler. I am from Pottstown, Pennsylvania. I am also a senior at a uh, Penn State in the hospitality management program. Um, I've been in the hospitality industry for the past few years, working at several different locations over the past summers. I used to work at a country club golf course. So I know you guys are probably familiar with that. Um, in my free time, I enjoy playing basketball, hanging out with friends on the weekends. And uh, recently, I've been trying to get myself into uh, graphic design. So that's just Very a little cool. bit about me. Very cool. Doing some of that content creation, just like this yep. podcast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, Cam, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll, uh, we'll get into the topics. Yeah, thanks, Jake. Uh, I'm Cameron Lee. Uh, I'm from Northern Virginia. Uh, I'm also a senior in the uh, professional golf management uh, program, just like uh, two of my colleagues here. Um, a little bit about me in my free time. I just like to play sports, hang out with friends and kind of just relax. Um, I've been working in the uh, golf industry for the last four or five years, um, just kind of picking up experiences and uh, just working uh, in the hospitality uh, industry. And I look forward to discussing these topics with you guys. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Cam. Yeah, we, as you guys can all tell, we have, uh, we have a lot of guys that kind of work in the golf industry and the hospitality side, which is kind of cool that we can give that that interesting perspective. But um, throughout our podcast today, we've got a couple of different segments uh, that we're going to talk about. And first, it's going to be the, uh, the here's the buzz, where we just kind of get a little a little bit of an intro from a desk that everybody has um, and just kind of get a little insight into what how they feel about certain topics um, around the around the industry that we're facing. And then uh, we're also going to get into a global spotlight and we're going to hear from our friend uh, Valentina over in the Netherlands. And she's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. Valentina's a great girl. Hopefully she can give us some cool insights and, and um, perspectives from, you know, obviously different culture and, and see what she has to say about <laughs> that stuff. But yeah, it should be a fun podcast. I'm looking forward to to talking about all this stuff with you guys. Let's get into it. Yep, let's get into Here's the Buzz.
All right, everybody, welcome to the Here's the Buzz segment that we have today. Uh, during this segment, we're going to dive into some different topics that we've all done a little bit of research on uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, and just kind of discuss how we feel about them and, you know, how they're in fact, how they're impacting people in our industry, just because I think it's really important to, to take a step back and kind of examine you know, what's really going on with our workers, you know, we're going through this great, um, great resignation right now, and so many different things pay changes. And I think it's really just important that we kind of take a step back and and discuss some of these issues that that are kind of widespread in our industry right now. So uh, I'll go ahead and get us started. I'm reporting from um, the first desk, which is the desk of here's something you should care about. And the way that I'm going to kind of go about this is just kind of look into um, this article that I found um, actually pretty relevant to my industry. It was written by Golf Digest um, in May 2022, earlier this year, and it was kind of, it was called Club Pro Crisis, and it was really um, examining kind of uh, work-life balance and burnout in the workplace. Um, you know, coming into the industry, I know so many of us think, uh, and I'm sure, you know, Cam and and Jack can relate to this. We're so excited getting into the industry. Oh my God, working in golf is great. We get to play golf all the time, working outside. And, you know, it seems awesome at first and it can be, it definitely can be, but um, it, it the hours add up really quickly. Um, I know that we work probably 50 plus hours minimum a week during the, during the season. Yeah, easily more. I know this summer I worked almost 80 hours one week. It was kind of crazy, but, you know, I'm still here. Um, But yeah, this article does a great job of highlighting just some of the some of the trials and tribulations that golf professionals go through on an everyday basis. We're dealing with people that that, you know, are the seem elitist and don't want to listen to us or they push back. There are some instances in the article where members are yelling at yelling at staff members and i know that's happened to me before threaten them to get them fired and and things that are really just kind of unacceptable um and then i think it's pretty interesting i have this one quote pulled from the article here it says uh talking about club professionals these were people who came into the industry with a vision for what their lives would be had watched that vision grow dimmer over time and were now either holding on in the desperate hope that things would change or had been beaten down so thoroughly that they felt forced to quit i mean i don't know how how that kind of, how that quote resonates with you guys but i've definitely seen that firsthand um and i'm not going to lie kind of experienced it too where you just feel so beaten down and unhappy with the work that you're doing because of the environment or you know the pay that we're getting or whatever it might be that we just feel like it's it's really not worth it anymore um and i just feel like that's that's something that everybody should care about is being happy in in the workplace and, and you know enjoying their job and and not feeling like they you know can't even breathe at work but um, yeah, just, just to build off that, just, yeah. you know, talk about that a little bit. I mean, that article, I read that article, that article took, you know, the golf industry by storm. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was, I had members came out and yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's a good example of just one thing in, in the um, industry and in all of human resource management. I mean, it's the whole, it's the whole hospitality industry where that's the problem. I think it's not mm-hmm. just golf the long hours, people getting burnt out, all that type of stuff. Yeah. People yelling at you, the low pay. I know that that's yeah. one of the biggest issues too. It's, yeah. you know, we're working all these hours. What for? Not a whole lot. And it seems like that's, that's a problem that, that a lot of people in our industry are caring about, but um, why don't we move on to the next desk, Jack, if you want to maybe intro yeah. yours and tell us a little bit about what you got today. Yeah. So I'm from the reporting from the, here's something important desk. And mine is actually talking about delivering bad news to your boss. 
which I don't know if you guys have ever had to do. I'm sure you have. It's oh yeah, I have. It's not easy. It's it can be pretty annoying and pretty scary, honestly. Yeah, it can be scary and awkward yeah. for sure. So I read an article on HBR by Christopher Fenning. It's called How to Deliver Bad News to Your Boss. And it pretty much goes through like a step-by-step process of the things you should do to tell your boss, you know, if something went wrong. And the first mm-hmm. step is to introduce the problem. Just tell them what happened. Be be concise. Be get straight to the point. Don't beat around the bush. Just, you know, be honest and tell them, tell them what happened. And then the next thing to do is describe the impact of the problem. So who did it happen to? What departments are affected? Are members affected? Are you know clients affected? You know that type of stuff. Is machinery affected? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the next thing would be propose a solution. So right before you go to your boss, you know maybe it's not the best course of action. At least show that you're trying to yeah, trying to you know, figure trying out to solve a, the problem. figure out a solution. Yeah. Not that you just found the problem and then went straight to your boss without even thinking. Maybe I could have solved it myself. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's always, then, it's always good to bring solutions to the table for sure. Exactly. So it makes it look like you're actually trying. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing would be whatever, you know, that solution is that you and your boss come up with is just execute that and put that plan into action, whether that be you or whether that involve other people and other things. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So if you have any experiences with um, having to deliver bad news to your boss. Yeah, I have a couple of times. I'm not gonna lie. It's always interesting. What do you, what is your take on when when the bot when the when that bad news makes your boss look bad? Is that still something that you want to kind of get right into with them, even if if it's gonna direct them effectively? Yeah, I think I think you know they're probably gonna find out eventually. And I think you know if you just tell them the earlier the better. I think just yeah. if you hold off, hold off, hold off. It's just gonna get worse and worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think the boss will appreciate that as well. Like, just, yeah, I uh, think so. Just showing you, know, yeah. you care. Yeah, that you're sure. putting in the effort exactly gotcha well jack thank you for uh giving us a little bit of insight into your desk there if uh maybe we'll go to go keep in order it's the same as the intro why don't we go to brett now let's uh okay. hear what you got to say from your desk yeah so today i'm going to be talking about something innovative in the world of hr uh i chose innovative because i personally uh i enjoy seeing like technology advances and how humans will adapt to it and like day-to-day activities. Um, So my article is called The Practical and Scary Implications of Speech Technology in HR. And that was written by Lynn Grinsing and was published September 8th, 2022. Um, I really enjoyed this article. It uh, starts off by introducing a man named Roger Ebert who uh, lost his ability to speak. But a, uh, yeah. A company in uh, Scotland was able to recreate his voice uh, that was actually recorded through his television show. Um, This company is also known for working with a former NFL player, Steve Gleason, and uh, they had cloned his voice after he was diagnosed with ALS. Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think that this is pretty interesting, especially how in the future they managed to put this into the working world. Um, I think there could be implications of this, uh, not only in the world of HR, but even outside of it. Um, So after this, they went into the practical implications uh, of this ability to recreate somebody's voice. Uh, There were a few things that came up. uh, First was like creating transcripts for employees that would uh, rather uh, listen to listen to it, then uh, read it. Um, 
Next was to create transcripts of frequently asked questions so that employees could find the answer to questions quickly. Um, ultimately, they wanted to provide training for employees that were not familiar with this type of technology. Um, but there can be also a harmful uh, implication to this as some people could like maybe clone uh, the voice of like a CEO of a company trying to embezzle money out of it. So I think that could be something that could uh, be a problem in uh, the HR world. Yeah, absolutely. So just a quick question, what kind of uh, security uh, risk does that pose? Like, is there anything that, you know, like identity theft or anything like that, that could maybe, I'm not, I'm just thinking like, obviously it could, there's so many like great applications, but what happens if somebody uses it in the wrong way? Is there any, anything on that maybe? Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything in the article, but uh, I imagine it would uh be illegal to you know impersonate somebody trying to get money out of a company a specific branch of a company you know yeah. uh, i don't i don't think this technology should be implemented just yet i think it it's going to take uh maybe a little bit longer to develop yeah it seems it sounds like really exciting and interesting technology i'm just it seems like a, the practicality of it being used widely is a little off still, yeah it seems but, pretty like still pretty fresh and new yeah, it seems like it needs some like guidelines or rules or some like sanctions uh, yeah. so it's but no that's definitely some interesting technology i didn't even know that you could clone a voice that's pretty cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah so then i guess we'll head to the last desk thank you brett for that um yeah cam if you want to maybe introduce us to yours real quick here yeah, so uh, I'm reporting from Here's Something to Think About Desk. Uh, I found an interesting article article from uh, Inc.com that was published in uh, June of 2022, so pretty recent. Um, it was called Science Shows How Most High Achievers Have Had Troubled Childhoods. Um, just a few examples they gave, like how Madonna lost uh, her mother to cancer when she was only like four years old. Oh, uh, Howard Schultz growing up in pretty much the projects, just an awful commun- community, and he was just scared for his life every day. Um, or Eleanor Roosevelt's dad who drank himself to death and all these people uh, amounted to be pretty successful. Um, but this article was mostly about Elon Musk and uh, how his dad was actually a heavy abuser, which I didn't know before reading this, um, especially towards his own mother, though. Uh, he would just constantly abuse her uh, day after day. Um, and his sister in the uh, article talks about how people adapt to tough conditions, just like physical stressors, like exercise or extreme temperatures. Uh, the same goes for psychological stress. Uh, as well, meaning if you're constantly around a tough or abusive household or setting, it will just build you up and make you tougher in the long run so you can work through those things. Yeah, um, no I, yeah and I think that's also uh, oftentimes why you see children of really like highly successful people uh, not really amount to much in terms of their own career. Yeah, they didn't have anything to struggle for. They didn't, they didn't yeah. have fight growing up, yeah. Exactly. Everything in their life had just been handed to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I really took away from this article is regardless of whatever trauma or hardship you've endured in your life, uh, if you have the ability to overcome these obstacles and turn it into something positive, I just think you'll emerge stronger from that situation. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. That's that's an interesting article. I never really had done any research on that, but I'm not surprised at all that there's some correlation there. Yeah, yeah it's not very. I mean, obviously, it's a small majority of successful people, but I could definitely see that being you know, a big factor in that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh All right. Yeah. So uh, those were the desks that we all had to report from here today um, from our, for our, um, our here's the buzz segment. And uh, soon we're going to hear from Valentina and get into our global spotlight. So we're looking forward to, to doing that with you guys here soon.
Yep. Now here is the global spotlight section. All right. What's going on, everybody? Uh, we are here for our um, our global spotlight portion of the podcast. We are joined by Valentina Wiesmeyer. I said that right, Valentina? That's correct. Valentina is joining us from the Netherlands, which is very exciting. So she can provide a little bit of a different angle on what's going on around the world um, when it comes to holidays in the workplace. You know, I know obviously we're getting right into the heart of Christmas season right now, and we're excited to all go home for break and spend some time with our families. But uh, I feel like it's a good time to have a conversation on on uh, on, on holidays in the workplace and uh, some things that we notice this time of year. Um, I think I'm going to start with Jack and Valentina. You guys both have uh, both read some articles and have some interesting, interesting uh, perspectives on religion in the workplace and kind of how that relates to how we celebrate them. Yeah. So my issue with holidays in the workplace is are other religions represented as long with Christianity yeah. uh, in America? It's always been said, you know, have, Merry Christmas, you know, Jesus, Christmas trees, Santa, you know, that Christian yeah. stuff's always been pushed on you. And um Recently, a lot of people are, you know, they're of, of other religious backgrounds and, you know, they have other beliefs and can be offended by this. So that's the issue I've kind of explored. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm actually Jewish myself. So that's that's something that I've always kind of dealt with growing up. Um, you know, people saying Merry Christmas and holiday lines and, and seeing that message all across the board when, you know, why can't you just say happy holidays? There's a number of different holidays here, um, you know, kind of in this time frame. So, you know, it's just something to think about, you know, as you go go through your December. Valentina, if you want to maybe add a little bit to that. Yeah, I was also reading an article and that state it's from 2019, but it stated that yeah, still universities offer less flexibility, for example, for Muslim people who want to take off a bit of time during Ramadan, which is the festive uh, fasting season. So they had they were facing some problems that they couldn't mm -hmm. take off because teachers were like, no, but then everyone should take off whatever religion you are in. So that could still face a problem. However, in my school, for example, I'm from the Hotel Management School Maastricht. Uh, last week, for example, there was a small Diwali uh, celebration in our school in the cafeteria where, oh, that's uh, great. yeah, because we have some people from India, actually, and uh, it, now it's the season of Diwali, the, the, um, the celebration of lights. So some people from India were standing in the cafeteria to make people aware of it. So that's something where it was um, that I also found really nice that, um, you know, it's a completely different celebration that they during Christmas time now that they also bring that in. Um, yeah, that's something Yeah, I saw. And I also work in a Dutch company and I just actually came back from a small Christmas celebration, but they also rather saw it as a gathering to celebrate the achievements we made throughout the year. That's so great, yeah. of course there was a mm -hmm. bit of focus of, you know, the light, um, lighted trees and everything, but. Um, I really like that, that perspective that you just said about, um, you know, kind of coming together also just to celebrate your accomplishments. Obviously it's, you know, a long year you go through January all the way to December and it seems like you're working nonstop with just a few holidays. And then you get to the, this holiday season and you have, you know, so much time off um, that I think it's great to also just kind of recognize your employees that all they, they've done for you for the year, even students, like you said. Um, and that kind of takes us into our next topic about, you know, holidays um, or holiday parties in the workplace and kind of, you know, the different ways to manage those. It can be a bit tricky kind of in, in today's age when you get things like alcohol mixed in there and weird social environments. And, you know, I know there was actually just a, a court case where a man was found 
not having to participate in any workplace any workplace activities that he didn't want to that were deemed fun um because it's kind of your right to decide what you want to do but you know i know cam and brett have some takes on this if you cam you wanted to maybe get us started on on you know parties in the, in the workplace yeah of course um well like celebrating holidays in the workplace it's it's really common uh, especially in america and heavy drinking goes along with that uh, oftentimes mm-hmm. And um, like we all know, drinking can lower your inhibitions and just make you do things that you wouldn't normally do, um, which I guess is fine sometimes if you're around people you can trust or friends or family. Um, but you're around coworkers um, you, and people you have a professional relationship with. You kind of just a lot of times people don't know their limits and things can get out of hand. And I just think when combining employees being in a different environment than they're used to and drinking being involved. Um, mistakes can be made and I just think that leads to just weird work relationships and just poor job performance in general yeah I completely agree I mean I know you know and from past experience there's that gray area when you go to when you go to company parties and they say you can drink but you know how much should you really drink and you know you really have to do a good good job being cognizant of it um and that also it also t- um, ties in really well to the Brett's topic I know he kind of talks about or he's about to talk about productivity in the workplace a little yeah, bit yeah yeah um, because, yeah, go ahead. I think that uh, work productivity could be a big issue uh, when associated with holidays in the workplace. Um, some people may get a little ahead of themselves. I know I do. You know, one Christmas uh, when it comes around, you know, I'm I'm ready to get up and get out of here. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think some of the indicators, you know, like the Christmas decorations go up in the workplace, and you know, that's kind of a little bit of a distraction, and like. Maybe some coworkers are on their cell phones buying gifts for other people or focused on like uh, maybe like planning a vacation for Christmas. Yeah, I was going to um, say I was going to say there's probably a lot of people that that like taking vacations around Christmas time. And that's probably something that managers have to that's that managers struggle with. Um, yeah, know, for sure. People, yeah. people leaving their work post and kind of taking too much time off and, and really just not getting their work done, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I think that, uh, you know, creating less distractions in the office or workplace, like the decorations, um, I think that can really help with uh, people focusing. And maybe like, I think a good way of solving this is maybe give them an ultimatum so that, you know, maybe like you get your work done well, and then we'll have like an end of the year Christmas party or holiday party. Yeah, that's interesting. Make you kind of just focus on on one day, like you get everything done, you go through the holiday season, mm-hmm. you really don't talk about it a whole lot. And then, you know, like we talked about with Cam, you just have one celebration where you kind of have everybody centralized. Is that maybe kind of a solution that you had for your problem, Cam? You know, with too many people drinking, you just do one simple party, not too much, maybe? Yeah. And uh, honestly, you could even eliminate alcohol altogether. Uh, it just kind of depends on the consensus of the company or business, um, mm-hmm. what everybody majority is feeling. Um, or even not even show up sometimes, like if they don't want to just put themselves in that situation, uh, the social situation um, or social setting rather than that they usually have uh, at work. I think that they shouldn't be required to come to a party they they don't want to, um, but that's just one solution of many. Yeah, for sure. And then so kind of going to transition back to Valentina and Jack's topic. What are some solutions or, or things that you've identified that you think might work going forward to to help everybody feel more included, you know, in their holiday or their school, you know, parties and stuff and during the holiday season? Yeah, so I have I have a few ideas. Um, my biggest one is offer floating holidays. So That's just really, give, I have heard that before. That's actually yeah, really so just idea, instead yeah. of, you know, giving people off for Christmas, you know, 
just give everyone, you know, 20 days a year to use it their their pleasure or whenever they would like to use it. I think, you know, just with all the different religions, that's what makes the most sense. Yeah, I completely agree. Being Jewish, like I said, you know, we have so many different so many different holidays throughout the year. We've got Yom Kippur and and we've got Hanukkah and we've got Passover and all these different holidays that I know kind of add up. So I think it's a smart idea not just to have them. Oh, you can only use it, yeah. you know, this set time of year, this many days. So I think that's an, a, a good step forward. And, and Valentina, you? Yeah, um, there are also companies already in the Netherlands doing that, that uh, employees get one oh, really? and a half days off for religious mm-hmm. reasons. So that's something um, really nice to do. And otherwise, um, it would also be nice to, for example, if you're um, going to plan an event, try to get people from different re- religious backgrounds on the organization of the event so they can bring in some inputs of um, how yeah, how to make them feel included as well. And then maybe have like a big calendar where everyone puts in their celebrations in, yeah. in a calendar and hang it up somewhere so people can see, oh, today actually uh, it's a celebration from this person. Yeah, this person, you can, yeah it's, it's great. You can even say, oh, this person's celebrating this today. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm curious about that and want to learn some more or you can, Definitely. you know, just wish them a happy holiday or don't say anything if you want. I think it's just all about making sure everybody feels included if they want to be. And then you kind of go from there. I think that's probably the most important yeah. part of that. Exactly. Um, just building off, I got something real quick. Just yeah, building off what Valentina said, um, I was reading this article from SHRM. Uh, there's this company in Austin, Texas called Spreadfast, and they do occasions for all, all religions, all mm-hmm. backgrounds. They celebrate everyone's birthday. Oh, they wow. host 12 days of holiday movies. They do a Hanukkah meal. They do it all. That sounds like a lot That's of cake. A little bit of an extreme example, but yeah, it sounds like they're spending a lot of money on cake every year. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's great. So just to, I guess, kind of wrap up this global spotlight, let's just uh kind of go around the room here and uh just get everybody's like fast, quick reactions, just maybe like a three to five word topic or sentence on on how they really feel about the topic and, and things that you guys can do moving forward as as HR professionals. Um Kim, why do you, you want to start us off? Yeah, I think for my topic uh, with um, alcohol in the workplace, I just think being aware of your surroundings is key. Um, Knowing what setting you're in and who you're around and how that is going to affect your future in your workplace and the people you deal with on a daily basis. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's really great sound advice. Brett? Um, As boring as it sounds, I'd say just get your work done first and then, then you can have a good time and party. Yeah, I completely agree. December 1st through like the 20th, make sure you're still locked in. And then once you yeah. kind of get right to Christmas, sure. and a week between Christmas and New Year's, you can kind of have your fun. Uh, Valentina? Um, for me, it would be giving attention in a world of culture coexistence. So make sure that everyone gets attention because that's very important Yeah, to yeah, get attention. That's great. Well said. Absolutely. Everybody likes their attention. And Jack? Yeah, mine is be mindful and respectful. Just do your research. Uh, yeah. Learn about these religions and just understand them. Yeah, I completely agree. It's just, yeah, like you said, it's all about the respect and making sure everybody is happy. At the end of the day, that's all we want for each other, right? But uh, yeah, thanks for uh, getting together, guys. Valentina, thanks for joining us from yeah, uh, thanks for coming down down there. It's been an absolute Thank you. pleasure having you. everybody thanks for joining us today for our uh hospitality humans podcast this is hr and happy valley it's been an absolute pleasure kind of diving into some of these some of these topics from all around the world we had valentina give us a little bit of insight what it's like over in the netherlands during the holiday season uh we had brett tell us about people's voices getting cloned and what that's like uh in the future so that'll be that'll be interesting 
uh, going forward. But yeah, it was a pleasure getting to talk to all you guys today. Uh, I hope everybody out there was able to learn a little bit about hospitality management. Um, and yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. I hope everybody has a nice holiday season and uh, hopefully we get a, a, a nice New Year's as well. It's been a pleasure. Anybody else have anything to say? Just quick thanks, maybe. Yeah, just thanks from all of us, from myself, Jake, Cam, Brett. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, yeah, this was a fun podcast. Uh, next week, what do you think we should talk about next week, guys? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Tiger Woods and Charlie uh, come <laughs> to play with PNC. We got a bunch of golfers. I feel like we should be playing golf. Golf. Yeah. Talk about the Tiger match from last exactly, night. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. Sign All right, guys. Off for us. See you.